Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back for another edition of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC Apex 59, Jamal Hill versus Tiago Santos. Listen, some are saying card of the year. I know it's only 2022. Some are saying card of the decade. I'm There's, I'm not I've saying heard, that, but people are saying. I've heard rumblings. Like, people are out here. You know, this is, this is the one we've all been waiting for, as Bruce Buffer likes to say. I mean, you've got light heavyweight main event you've got Vicente Luque Jeff Neal you have tough finales I, I don't really know how you top this one in terms of don't, wow factor don't forget you've got Sam Alvey Sam Alvey <laughs> is on this card like that's that is a man who's gonna put butts in seats butts in seats action 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 you're definitely not gonna get a split decision out of Sam Alvey uh the guy shows up to fight um last week UFC 277 the Lioness is back in a big way, and I think we both uh, uh, we made some geniuses. money off of that performance. Yeah. I mean, we're geniuses, you know. I, I said it at the time, Connor. You've never been wrong in your entire life, and so how could we be wrong when you've never been wrong? So, it was, I mean, we obviously knew. We had the crystal ball, and we saw what was coming. And so, yeah, a total vindication for us, I would say. I, I agree. Fifty forty three. In a championship fight is not a great look. It's not. And you know, uh, but we talked about it on some of our post fight shows because even though, like, I totally agree, it was the most, the, what I said was it is the most compelling ass kicking I've ever seen because Juliana Pena was still f- trying. She wasn't doing much, she wasn't succeeding, but there, it was no point where it was like, all the way safe until in that fifth round when Nunes gets the takedown. But yeah. Uh, I, I actually do agree with that. I had a lot of my friends that don't really watch UFC every single week. You know, they kind of tune in for the pay-per-views and they kept texting me like, this is such a crazy fight. This is such a crazy fight. I was, 
And I would respond back and I was like, this is a fun fight because like Juliana Pena yeah. could come back and like do something crazy. But in terms of craziness, like Amanda Nunez is thoroughly dominating. Oh, she's kicking her ass. It was, I mean, it was a great performance for her. But the thing was, every time they got on the feet, Pena, Pena got dropped a bunch, obviously. But like, she couldn't, she's a zombie. Like, news couldn't hurt her. She's so actually just a zombie. Like, she's actually, was just like, okay, well, there was always the potential that the first fight could happen at any moment. That Nunez could get tired from punching her. And the Homer Simpson defense could turn into... <laughs> A KO from Pena, just like it did in the first fight. So even though it was no point close, total one-way traffic, it was the one of the most compelling ass kickings I've ever seen. And, you know, I personally was a huge fan as I, you know, put put some money down on the, the Nunez by decision prop. Oh, you know, that's, God, that's a great call. Great call. I, I bet it decision, got a little plus sweaty. 450. 450. Plus, when the waterfalls of blood were just covering Pena's face, were you at all nervous? That I wasn't nervous then. I was nervous in the second round when Pena just kept walking onto <laughs> and getting dropped by the same right hand because I was like, I know she is tough, but at some point your body just yeah. gives out on you. And yeah, I was no like, matter if how she tough keeps you are. doing this, yeah, it's, she keeps doing this. At some point, Nunez is going to put her down. And then Nunez then made the decision to grapple with her. And once that happened, I was like, sweet. I wasn't all that concerned about Pena subbing Nunez from her back. And so I was like, okay, Nunez can just stay here and that'll be great and just ride this fight out. And I was like, yeah, it was great. So plus 450 is a nice little cash, baby. Oh, fantastic cash. Great call by you. Uh, great game plan by Nunez. I mean, she, Unbelievable. she had it ready to go. She she looked like she was back. I'm hoping we get the Shevchenko-Nunez trilogy at this point. Two more things I want to get into. We'll start with the bad, and then we'll get into the great. Uh, the bad, I apologize profusely for not getting the pertinent information that Alex Morono, the great white, was fighting on Shark Week to you soon enough. You know, uh... It's okay because sometimes that's that's on me. I didn't do my due diligence. I did not do my research well enough. And so you got to take you got to take your lumps because I will also say listeners, I had a tough week last week. Not from an overall number standpoint, but my my bet numbers, I went like 2 and 5, but because I hit the plus 450. Yeah, plus 450 helps. Thing, it really makes up for all of that, so I still ended up having a positive week, but yeah, that's you had a positive me. week. I had a positive week. I, mean, I had a positive week. That makes two hey, of us, baby. First time go, in a baby. long time. It is the first time in a long time. Both um, of us. You know, cashing a big parlay in the Nunes ticket basically just meant I couldn't fail. So well, I know was, that I know that Nunez wasn't the only plus money you hit because I wanted to move past the bad. Let's get into the great flyweight unders. They never miss. N- never Locks. lose. Just guaranteed, like two two flyweight fights, two unders, easily cashed. Never, never in doubt, never in question. Joe Biden and the and the administration in office right now, no more stimulus checks, but they've hidden government handouts in flyweight, flyweight unders. unders. It's free I mean, money. That's what they're trying to tell us. I mean, I just they you, don't miss. You just got to read the tea leaves like us. Listen to us, listeners, and just always bet. I was sad. This card. I, I knew coming into this card, greatest card of all time. You know, everybody's saying it about Vegas 59, but there are yes. no flyweights to bet the unders on. So I don't, I mean, that I guess maybe we could do it on the on the Lipsky Cachoeira. I, I don't know if the flyweight unders translates to, to the women fights or not, but with flyweight men, 
always bet the unders. I'm living by that from now on. Yeah, we've had some good success uh, giving out flyweight unders. Uh, we didn't even give out the Kai Moreno one, but that under also hit. You know, it wasn't two and a half; it was four and a half, but it still hit. Hit by a hit by a million. You know, wasn't even close. So, yeah, disappointment for my guy Kai, but he'll be back. He'll be back. He started he looking be. good, but sometimes you just get caught, man. You know, uh, he he had I. I was feeling good. Those first two rounds, I wasn't. But that third round, I was like, okay. Because this was your bet. This was not my bet. This was a bet I was with you on. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is where this train starts rolling downhill. And I I said it on our post-fight show at MMAfighting.com. Tremendous website. Uh, Great website. I was doing the live blog for the site. I thought it was a low kick. Because I was, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff. And the angle, and I was quick. I was like, did he just kick him low? And then the finish happened. And I was like... How I think Herb Dean was refing. I was like, Herb, what do you, oh. Herb? You just let a low kick lead to a stoppage, I and I was like losing I see what my you're mind. Saying. But it and literally then, shut his body off. Oh yeah, because yeah, he because he the way he dropped, I was like, he just got kicked in the nuts. And then yeah. then on the replay, I was like, oh thank goodness, at least it was clean. But there was a period there where I thought we had failed to cash because of an illegal maneuver, and I was very upset. That would be nasty, but I wouldn't put it past my luck if I'm being totally honest with you. I mean. The pictures afterward of Kai, like Tough. right afterward, it's Tough. like, dude, I, I hope I never have to experience something like that because that uh, that is crazy. Um, so yeah, UFC 277, pretty fun card. Uh, loved the main card. The main card was was a lot of fun. I know all the favorites won, but the fights were at least entertaining. The fights had stuff going on, you know, and the main card is what you pay for. The rest of it, you're getting on ESPN Plus or, or Fight Pass or wherever, TSN, wherever you're watching. So you know, even if that wasn't, shout, even if that wasn't, you know, the undercard, let's not pretend the undercard was good because it mostly was not. But, you know, the end of the prelims was pretty good. Drew Dober, that was <sighs> absolutely savage body shot. Dude, the, the great chin on that burger. The the, chin, unbelievable. Mar- Morona looked good. Like, he other did. than like when he got rocked by Simmelsberger, I was like, wow, like he's just kind of like styling on him right now. Uh, pretty impressive outing by Morona. Okay, Shark Week. What what can you expect? Yeah, what, are you gonna do? what are you going to do? Dude, I'm not saying I'm going to bet Morono again, but man, the power of the Shark, shark Week again. If he, shark that guy again. just That's what he should do. He should just fight every year on Shark Week, and we're going to have Morono fighting for a title soon. Oh, dude, I would I would pick Alex Morono on Shark Week over Kamaru Usman. I would bet. I would Easily. put my hard-earned a, American dollars behind that bet any day That's of the a week. no-brainer. If Vegas was smart, that'd be a minus 110, minus 110 opener. That's true. Well, you know, Vegas, listen to us. We've got ideas. We'll teach and you how to make money, Vegas. You haven't been doing well enough. Vegas is obviously listening right now. Uh, small fact that I just want to brush over. Alex Morono is now one in one fighting on Shark Week. Mm, now, the first one didn't count. <laughs> I, I agree. Know, because I don't know we when weren't... the first one was, but it didn't count. <laughs> it, it was in the UFC. We weren't privy to the stats, so it doesn't count. All right. That's no. UFC 277. Let's move on from the pay-per-view. Let's move on to the fireworks that is ufc apex 59 let's start with the main event it is a men's light heavyweight bout it is tiago santos going up against jamal hill jamal hill right now last night he was minus 265 i want to say he's in like the minus 290 range now tiago santos coming up around back around plus 235 over under set at two and a half under minus 170 over plus 140 uh you got a side here? It's kind of kind of tough to put your money on Tiago Santos at this point. I have a side and I have a prop bet here. 
I also just I just want to say this right right out of the gate. Tell Nobody me. should tail me this week. Um, oh, if you've been wow. tailing me, this is. I did all the bad things. Um, none of this. I don't feel good about any bet I made, but I'm making them. So that's where we are. But the same I said last week with several bets that didn't cash. I don't feel good about them, but I'm I'm just firing. And we're going to see what happens. And on this one, I have two bets. I feel okay, at least about my side. My prop bet is sort of a shot in the dark. Uh before you get into that, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out that disclaimer as well. Tailing me going to be tough this week. This is just a tough card. Uh, hard tough to card. hold a ton of confidence uh, when you have fights like this. But uh, please, the floor is yours. Let's see what we got. Okay, so uh, my side and my prop are both backing Jamal Hill. Uh, because, as you said, tough to feel confident with Tiago Santos. There's a small part of my brain that thinks that this might be the fight that Tiago Santos can win just because Santos, the key thing that I've been stressing to people for weeks, Tiago Santos is just not fun anymore. Three years ago on paper, this fight would have been a <clears throat> certified banger. Like you just tune in because it's obviously going to be awesome for however long it lasts. Now Santos is, he's way too cautious. He has become, you know, like people are criticizing Israel Adesanya lately because of his performances, because he is entirely counter-oriented. He is not going to bring the action to you. He's going to let you come at him, and then he's going to try and swing. And that has led to some really boring fights. Jamal Hill is probably going to to engage him in that fight and just come out and dust him. So that does give Santos a chance, but it's just really hard. He is old now and you can see it he he's still explosive and powerful but it is it's a little less so and it's just you know i i just can't feel very good about what's going on here to back him so all of the trends are in jamal hill's favor and that's why i'm backing him on it um vegas is five and one with uh jamal hill as, as a favorite so vegas knows that vegas knows what jamal hill is and Conversely, Tiago Santos is two and six as an underdog. You want to take a guess the last time Tiago Santos cashed an underdog ticket? Uh, I mean, it's before the John Jones fight. Oh, well before. He hasn't cashed an underdog ticket since 2015 Oof. against Elias Teodoro. Like, nice little stat there. Yeah, he's he's two and six as an underdog and hasn't cashed one in seven years. Like, that's just. Vegas knows where both of these guys are. When they yeah. set one dude as a favorite, that guy, they, they know that the lines are, are speaking the truth to them. And oh, especially with too. Santos getting older. I mean, no doubt. The, the line is correct. I mean, everything you're saying is undeniable. Like, well, even if you're Tiago Santos, you, you couldn't deny it. I mean, leading up to that John Jones fight, you know, before all these knee injuries happened, eight of his nine wins leading into that fight were by knockout. Yeah. Four fights since then. No knockouts for the guy. He is much more tentative. He, like, I, the number here is correct. And, uh, man, I, I'm with you. I'm playing Jamal Hill. I, yes. I just, I just, I do. He's a parlay piece for me. I, I really Same. just have a hard time putting, putting my money at, on Tiago Santos at this point. Same. And then so I, he's also a parlay piece. I end up this week, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of parlay pieces because we got a lot of long odds this week. It's kind of what um, I meant, too. And I, the thing for this card, it was really hard for me to find props that I wanted to bet or felt any level of confidence in, even in these, some of these big fights. So uh, I did take a, a shot on an exacto prop just because exactos are fun. Jamal Hill, has, 
four of his six wins in the UFC are first round KO. He is on a three fight win streak of first round KOs. I took a, a took a small shot uh, on Hill at plus. Uh, where is the number? Plus three fifty by first round okay. KO. I have no no real confidence that this is going to hit, but I love exactos are fun and you know ride ride the roller coaster, baby. The train is three three in a row. Let's get one more in that. It's going to be a fun five minutes for you. I can guarantee you that if it does last that long or you're cashing a ticket and jumping up and down in your living room, perfect way to end UFC Apex 59. Exactly. Uh, all I'm praying for is that we don't get like a 46 to 39 significant strike, zero takedown, no control time, 25 minute just staring I contest. Agree. I am also praying that we don't get a Tiago Santos fight in this <laughs> Because that's, I hope this that's, is a Jamal Hill fight, not a Tiago yeah. Santos fight. That's the other thing, man. Santos, his last two fights have been main events. And so when you're boring and you're boring over 25 minutes, whew, that is a tough scene. A dude that big, that explosive, and with that sick and badass of a tattoo on his chest, you shouldn't be going to 25-minute decisions throwing 30 significant strikes. Yeah, especially when he used to be so fun. That's that's the tragedy. The the John Jones fight blowing out both his knees just just kind of, you know, that changes his career in a lot of ways. So, but yeah, all right, we're on the same side. Jamal Hill getting it done. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Sweet dreams to Tiago Santos. Let's keep it rolling. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Next up, we've got the co-main event. It is a men's welterweight bout. It's Vicente Luque going up against Jeff Neal. Luque right now sitting at minus 190. Neal coming back at plus 160. Over, under, set at 2.5. Under, minus 135. Over, plus 105. For me, 
this is just like, I mean, I really do think this is going to be a banger of a fight. Like, I think it's probably going to be the best fight on the card. Like, dudes are pretty much identical in height and reach. They throw hands. They hit hard as hell. They're hard as hell to knock out. Both these guys have solid chins on them. Great records going in the UFC. Been leaning Luke all week. Never got around to pulling the trigger. Now the price is at a point where, you know, when I checked on Sunday, it was minus 155. Now going back to it, it's, it's minus 190. Uh, I think Luke probably wins, but I, I have not put a bet down on it. So I am betting Jeff Neal in this fight for Let's all go. the stuff you Let's said, uh, all the stuff you said before you said you didn't, didn't pull the trigger Yeah, is this fight's going to be a banger. This fight is incredibly, I, th- I think this fight is close is basically the short version here is, I think I this fight is pretty close to 50, 50 and you got, you now have Neil Steen to plus plus one sixty. I think there's val that, that's, it's just a value play, especially a couple of things here. Um, one, just an interesting factoid. Luke never been an underdog in the UFC. He's had a couple wow. pick em lines, but never been an underdog. He had like 20 and, fights? Yeah, 13 and 3 as a favorite, and he's had a few pick but never been an underdog. Um, wow. Neil also only an underdog one time in the UFC, uh, and that was actually his most recent fight against Santiago Ponzinibbio, which he won. And he was like plus 100. He was very close to even money in that as well, so... I did not realize that until I dug into it. Oddly, both of these guys been been expected to win all their fights. But for me, uh, I think Neil is a little bit more defensively minded than Luke, which gives me a lot of a lot of hope that he can succeed in this fight. The Luke is getting old. I know he's not actually old. He's still pretty young. I think he's thirty one. It's the Max Holloway effect. But he, he's he got way more fight mileage than Jeff Neal. Yeah. And that fight mileage, especially for Luke, like Neal's been in some hard fights, but Luke, it seems like every one of his fights is absolute hammer and tongs the whole time. So I have some concerns about, about where his mileage is going. And just also a fun thing. I know MMA math doesn't work. These two dudes have a it lot works. of common opponents. A yeah, they lot. both got dominated by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, but that's like a really difficult style for them just because of the way Thompson fights and doesn't engage in the way they like. But they both fought Bilal Muhammad. I mean, Luke fought him twice. Obviously split wins with Bilal. Neil beat Bilal one time. They both fought Mike Perry. Neil killed Mike Perry. Luke won a splitty over Mike Perry. And they both knocked out Nico Price. There's a lot of commonality, a lot of common opponent here. And if you look at that, it all kind of lines up to Neil. Neil did as better, as well, or better than Luke in multiple common opponents. And I just, like I said, I just think this is a pretty even fight. And so at plus one, plus one ninety or one sixty, I'm just going to take the value. I think that number also probably even moves further towards Luke as the fight gets nearer. That's what I'm so thinking, we- honestly, dude. I, I, I really think I'm going to keep my eye on this Jeff Neal line because I'm with you on it being a 50-50 fight. And if Jeff Neal gets up to like plus 180, plus 190, I'm going to have a There's hard a time not chance. playing him. I definitely do. I mean, Luke's a fan favorite. That's what you have to keep in mind with a lot of these fighters, dude. A lot of people will just blindly back their guys and just throw money at them. Uh, and... I mean, we're already seeing it at the beginning of the week. Pretty, pretty heavy steam, 155 to minus 190. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke is closing at like 220. Yeah, and it, that's that's almost sort of exactly my thought, especially on a card like this where there's not there aren't a lot of marquee names. So if you're just a casual guy who's coming in and wants to throw down a couple bucks for the fights, 
Who You can't look at this card and pick. There's nobody you know if you're just a casual fan other than maybe Vicente Luque or Tiago Santos to chuck some money at. So I think he's probably going to close north of minus 200, certainly. So you could hold on that and then bet bet a little later in the week, maybe get a little extra value. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think, uh, like I said, the reason I hadn't pulled the trigger on Luque, because I, I do slightly lean towards his side, is just because I do think it's such a close fight, and at that price mm-hmm. I don't like it. But yeah. I'm I'm not always the uh, the value play man, the the value boys cult, but uh, if the line keeps moving, I might have to join in this week. Hey, if, if, if the line keeps moving and you join in, that's a delayed wolf pack. You know, it's, yeah. it's a wolf pack on layaway. That's what we've you'll got. You'll hear the howls. You'll hear the howls around uh, you know New York City and Atlanta. You'll, hey, you'll we'll, hear. We'll, we'll we'll just just do an audio of us howling and release it on Twitter, <laughs> and then that's how yeah. you know. So follow both of our Twitter handles. Then you'll know that Connor has pulled the trigger and we are, in fact, a, a Wolfpack wager. Exactly. Uh, all right. Should be a great co-main event. I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, this Let, is easily the people's main event of the card. Oh, God, yeah. If you were going to crown one, there is zero question. Any other If debate, you're only watching one fight this weekend, make it this one. Alexei check Sam Alvey, of course. All right, next up. Let's keep it rolling on the main card. It is the heavyweight tough finale uh zach pauga going up against muhammad usman little bro to kumaru right now usman plus 200 zach going at minus 240 over under set at two and a half over minus 125 under minus 105 um yeah i didn't watch tough this season uh i rewatched a few of these fights for for both uh usman pauga miller and walker um I I will not be laying uh, any any money on these two fights. I, oh, I've got action on both. I love it. I love it. I love it. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought about doing. Uh, I thought about playing Miller. I thought about playing Palga in a parlay. And uh, yeah, I just I was like, come on. Please. Look, that's that's reasonable. Uh, I decided to be unreasonable this week. Let's hear it. I'm I'm excited to hear it. Maybe you can I'm talk taking- me into something. I doubt it. I'm taking Palga because I want to be extremely clear to everyone listening. I haven't watched a second of Tough, nor did I go back and watch their fights. I'm going to get around to it. These bets are made entirely uh, with the assistance of one Alexander K. Lee. He's a writer for MMAfighting.com, tremendous website. He is a... Tremendous writer as well. Tremendous writer. He is the guy who dutifully watched Tough every episode this season and recapped it for us. He's a tough guy. Um, that's what they say about it, AK, is he's a tough guy. And he watched all the fights. And weeks ago, when we were, te- we were texting or whatever, and he, I guess, is watching that episode of Tough. And he goes, out of the blue, no no bearing. Hey, when the Tough finale happens, if uh, Muhammad Usman's in it, bet on the bet other guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what he I was like. What he's like, I think to paraphrase him, it was something like, yeah, so imagine Kamar Usman, but bad. That's and that heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, a giant, oh a giant bad Kamar Usman. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> not great, and he does not really. He's you know he's very tentative. He does not throw a ton of shots. Um, yeah, apparently he's not very good, and so I confirmed with AK again. I was like, "Hey, who should I bet on? Tough? I haven't watched any of this." And he was like, "Oh yeah, Palga. Go for sure, go Palga." And I was like, "Okay, so." I have Pauga as a parlay piece. Uh, I have a lot of parlay pieces. I haven't actually made my parlay bet because I'm deciding 
whether I want to split it up into a couple of them or just do a moonshot eight teamer, you know. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that as we work through it. But Palgay is one of one of my future parlay legs for sure. I'm actually pretty disappointed we didn't have the foresight to bring on AK just for these two fights. Uh, we really we really swung and missed there. We did, but I talked to him all this morning about it. So um, okay, sweet. Um, so I, so yeah, I have give his us, official breakdowns. Yeah, I was going to say, is, give us the details. That's what I'm betting. He, I, I told you the Palga. We can move on to the Walker Miller fight if you'd like. I, I have absolutely nothing else to say on Palga Usman. Uh, so I. yeah, let's let's hear the wise words of MMA fighting's tough analyst, AK Lynn. Well, uh, so I like you, kind of just looking on paper, thought I might be into the Miller business. You know, she's. Mid twenty, like fairly young, uh, established hot shit grappler, like a good, you know that there's stuff to build there, and had a, a solid Kimura finish to come into the finals. On paper, it seems like her, but as AK told me this morning, no, definitely bet on Brogan Walker. Uh, oh, he gave wow. me a couple, yeah. So that's where I'm at. One Brogan Walker is an underdog right now. Uh, shit, plus one hundred at DraftKings. I'm not betting Brogan Walker straight at the moment because I'm going to wait to see if a prop line drops for walker by decision when that comes yeah, out to see what that is but walker six of walker's seven career wins have been by decision her one finishes a submission not submitting uh juliana miller so that's just how that goes but what ak said to me is you know miller miller's certainly a better prospect than walker but walker walker quietly been in there with some good fighters you know she fought miranda maverick she fought aaron blanchfield those are two very good prospects for this division and, you know, the impressive thing, apparently she made it to the finale, winning a decision with a torn MCL. She just, just fought through it. So, uh, AK, yeah, AK said that, you know, she's got decent enough takedown defense. She's going to be the better striker. If Miller does get takedowns, Walker won't just be totally dead on the floor. And he favors her experience over, uh, apparently a very mercurial Juliana Miller. So, I, wow. Is that the word that he used? No, that's the word I used. Um, let me find the exact word, but it's something. It, it, it's something. I mean, that was an incredible descriptive word. I was going to say, if he goes 2-0 dropping words like mercurial about these fighters, I mean, this guy is he's the tough whisperer. I mean, well, he is absolutely the tough whis- whisperer. Uh, I think his exact words were uh, a head case. So, you know, I might have okay. said it in a nicer way. Not bad. He did, but... So he's favoring the experience and underdog odds and plus whatever I can, whatever extra juice I can get for uh, Walker by decision, you know, might as well take a shot. Let's see what happens. Do not recommend anyone follow me, but that's where I'm going. Uh, if you do follow Jed and they lose, talk to AK Lee, not Jed, uh, because it's these true. are all from straight from his mouth. It's it's true. But hey, look, I just want to shout to my boy AK. Hit a 16 parlay last week. Man had never Shouts. bet MMA. Man had never bet MMA until No Bets Bard came along. Now he's out here just hitting six teamers, crushing it, my boy. We're creating degenerates around the country. <laughs> Bringing them all to the dark side, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> uh, all right, so those are the tough finales. Should be a couple of bangers, um, and we'll get some UFC contracts out of it. Next up. We're still on the main card. It is a men's heavyweight bout. Augusto Sakai going up against Sergey Spivak. Spivak right now sitting at minus 255. Sakai coming back at plus 215. Over-under set at 2.5. 
under minus 165, over plus 135. Um, I have a a side as a parlay piece and then a straight play on a prop. Uh, The prop that I took is the fight to not go to a decision. Uh, I mean, solely based off this is these are two heavyweights that more often than not have not gone to decisions in their careers. What are the what's the odds on that prop? I snagged it at minus one fifty five. I'm still seeing minus one sixty out there at a few books. Um, I mean that that's really the biggest reason I played it is because of where the line's at Sakai seventy percent uh, over his career, Spivak eighty two uh, percent of the time they do not go to a decision. Um, Sakai, I mean, he hasn't seen the scorecards in six of his eight UFC fights, and the two that didn't that went to a decision were against Andre Arlovsky and uh, Blagoy Ivanov who are just decision machines. I mean, even I've went to a decision with Derek Lewis and tied to Ivasa, like, I mean, Arlovsky as well. And then, I mean, Sakai too. Uh, Marcin Tibera, Carlos Philippe, guys that typically go to decisions. So, I mean, I feel like when they're fighting other finishers, I, I feel like they're not going to go to a decision. In this case, I think Sakai either keeps it on the feet and knocks Spivak out, or Spivak takes him to the ground just rains down ground and pound or takes his back and gets a submission. Uh, but with heavyweights at this price to not go to the decision, I, uh, I feel decent about my chances. Uh, I like it. And did you, uh, did you say who you've got as far as the side parlay piece? I mean, it uh, has this, to be Spivak. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using, I'm using Spivak as a parlay piece. Uh, you know, obviously he's the favorite. I wouldn't parlay up an underdog. Uh, but I do think, I Never mean, he's parlay underdogs. Never parlay underdogs. Just take them straight and get your unless, money and run. Unless it's underdog odds on flyweight unders, because as we know, then you parlay it. They never lose. Lock. Never great lost point. ever. Great, great point by you. Uh, I should have thought of that myself. But yeah, <laughs> I just think Spivak's going to be relentless with the takedowns. He's proven that when he goes for them, he's he's able to get pretty much everyone he tries to to get to the mat. Uh, I mean, Greg Hardy isn't a world beater by any means, but last time out, he, he pretty much took him down at will. I think he's going to be able to get Sakai to the mat at some point. And once it's down there, ground and pound, take his back, submission, one of the two. And, and I think he gets him out of there. We're in lockstep on this one. I've got Spivak and Parlay. Let's go. I, I think it's the exact same. It's what you said. You know, I think he can score takedowns. And once it's there, I think Spivak is low key a pretty decent little prospect at heavyweight. I also just. He's nice, never, bro. I've never liked Sakai. I don't. He feels like the like a worse version of I don't know, like Tai Tuivasa. Like he's like bad Tai Tuivasa, and I'm not even confident Tai Tuivasa is a good fighter. He's certainly a fun fighter, but like it's just never been a big Sakai guy. And I think Spivak has has some real poten- like some actual potential to him. So with you all the way on this one. Yeah, he's Romanian. There's a Romanian place, a uh, restaurant near my near my crib. Oh, that's how might, you should pick your bets. Might get some Romanian food on Saturday just to really cheer on my boy, Sergey. I love that. I will also say, from an odd standpoint, Spivak 4-1 and one is a favorite. Sakai 0-3 yeah. is an underdog. Ooh, I, I mean, I like so that. Vegas, again, Vegas, I love betting uh, along what Vegas knows, and Vegas knows how this fight's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're on the right side of it. Uh, don't know what Romanian food is. If I'm going to be brutally honest with you here, I, I hope I'm not showing my lack of culture. But uh, no, I have no idea. You know, we might find out on Saturday. Shout out Eastern to Eastern European. You know, I bet it's solid. 
Oh, I can guarantee you it's solid. Staying in business in New York City, it's got to be decent. Well, we'll we'll need that review next week (laughs) as we talk about Veracruz. We we can have a little segment of Connor Reviews, the, the local cuisine. UFC San Diego, cannot wait for that card. But we're still on UFC Apex 59. Let's get to the the last (laughs) decade. Some are saying, even though it's only 2022, let's get to the last fight on the main card. It is a women's flyweight bout. It's Ariane Lipsky going up against Priscilla Cachoeira. Lipsky minus 170. Cachoeira plus 145. Over under set at two and a half. Over minus 215. Under plus 175. I am going with the queen of violence here. Do you have a dog play in this one? I have no bet on this one. I think if I were to make a bet, it it would be Cachoeira. But Ugh. I that's strictly a. I have no faith in Ariana Lipsky. I, I don't have faith yeah. in Priscilla Cachoeira either, mind yeah. you. But Cachoeira is cashed number of cash aware. Uh, there you go. Number wow. Of, of is underdogs. that what they're calling her now? Three that's and four in the UFC. You become Under- Cachoeira. Three, those those three tickets are underdog tickets. So if you bet her every time, all seven of her fights, she's been in an she's been an underdog. She's never yeah. been a favorite in the UFC. But if you bet her every time, you're still making yeah, money. She's true. cashing enough that's tickets at, at underdog prices. I well, mean, listen, you you hear the distaste in my in my voice. I'm still salty over the GD on Kim fight. She <laughs> lost the fight. She lost the fight, dude. It stayed standing the entire time. She almost got doubled up on strikes. Got thoroughly outstruck every single round i mean that was 30 27 kim <laughs> i like i was i've never been so salty about a fight in my life she just started throwing those like inside elbows like she that she stopped throwing punches in the final round and she just was throwing elbows the entire time like ay 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 i mean so here's Maybe. what I'm going with Flipsky. A little Do bit it. of saltiness. Oh, I mean, I've already taken her. I, yeah, I, I, so it was I'm one done. of the first bets I made. I'm salty as hell. Uh, like, don't tell me on this. This is Always a battle. bet with salt. If you're salty, yes. just bet with your... If you've got hate in your heart, you let it out on the betting slip. This is a bet. This is a battle that I have to take on by myself. I have to expel my demons, and I can be done with Priscilla Cachoeira if Lipsky cashes this ticket for, for me. Don't you don't have to ride into the night with me. I will do this by myself, and hopefully, I'll come out on the other side. Uh, I just think. I, I mean, actually, I don't think. I know she's going to be more technical on the feet. Cachoeira. She's just she just has power and a brawl brawling style. Like if you look at her UFC fights, she either wins by knockout or she just gets thoroughly pieced up on the feet. The Ji Yun Kim fight, I know that she won that, but she got thoroughly pieced up. I mean, if you look at her four losses and the Kim fight, you add you add those all up. She has gotten outstruck 515 to 268. That's an average of getting outstruck 103 to 54. Like, she's almost getting doubled up. She gets hit a ton. 7.91 significant strikes absorbed per minute. I couldn't find the number on it, but I have to imagine that is one of the worst in the entire flyweight division. Um, Sure, Cachoeira might be able to use her power, stun Lipsky, hurt Lipsky, maybe even knock her out. But, I mean... If Lipsky goes in and fights smart, tries to pick her apart from the outside, I think she can use the ground game as well. We saw her do it against Bomb. Cachoeira has no ground game at all. I mean, we saw it in the Jillian Robertson fight. I know Robertson is is talented on the ground, but she got completely dominated. Um, you know, I would not mind seeing her go to the ground uh, and try to exploit that that lack of skill there from Cachoeira. Uh, I think I, Lipsky's like sneaky okay on the floor. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean, she showed it in KSW a lot more than yeah. she's shown it in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that's something that she needs to add into this fight. I'm praying that she does. Um, but yeah, like I said, you don't have to fight this battle with me. This is something I got to do by myself. But I think Cachoeira is going to find similar issues that she had against Kim. I think Lipsky is probably faster than Kim. Um, I hope she adds in the ground game, and I hope we can get us a unanimous decision. Imagine if Lipsky outstrikes her like 120 to 57 and gets like three takedowns and then loses by unanimous decision. Uh, I might have to quit. I might have to quit not only betting, but my job in general. Honestly, I don't I don't want to wish bad things on you, but for content <laughs> reasons, if Cash uh, wins know another do, deserved dude. decision and you can just if this can become a new bit is Cashwara, you you just constantly bet against Cashwara and I'm just like, I don't know. She might do it again. Dude, I'm yeah, I mean, for content. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fade her out of the UFC. Like I'm just gonna have to continue to fade her until she is out of the UFC. So when Cachuera takes the flyweight belt from Valentina Shevchenko. We all want to see Cachuera Shevchenko we too. Need the after... We need it. It was not definitive. <laughs> it was not. Shevchenko only outstruck her 95 to 2 and finished her in the second round and racked up like nine minutes of control time, like almost controlled the entire fight. Uh, we need to see that too. So when that happens, know that I am crying in my cardboard box on the streets of New York City. And another note, this is going to be a streamer for me. This is going to be a, a phone stream one because I will actually be watching our Atlanta Braves at City Field on Saturday night. So oh, for, nice. Yeah, so for the prelims, it's going to be some uh, some phone streams for your boy. Going to have to bring the extra portable charger, all that. Love it. <sighs> Hopefully I don't get kicked out of City Field because Cachuera, uh won a unanimous decision after getting doubled up on strikes and controlled for 10 minutes. I hope you don't. But I, there's a part of me that wants you to just, again, for content. It's great content if that happens. Yeah. If you see me on the Sports Center top 10 for getting ripped out of City Field, uh, just know that that's why. All right. Uh, that's the main card, though, buddy. We did it. That's, Look that's at the main card. We, we did it pretty quick, too. Less than 40 minutes to do a recap of 277 and the main card. We, we definitely the uh, best, kept it the concise. The best card of the decade. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Well, the best is yet to come because we still do have a few more fights to break down. We do. We've got some prelim action here. You had a and lot we- of prelim action, I see. Yeah, it's it's mostly just parlay pieces, so it's not really going to take me long. Uh, which thing. will just just take us right into it. Uh, fight of the card on the card of the decade. So fight of the decade, it's going to be a middleweight bout. Michael Oleksaychek going up against Smiling Sam Alvey right now. You can get Prince Michael at minus six hundred. Sam Alvey coming back at plus four fifty. Over under set at two and a half. Under minus one thirty. Over at even money. <sighs> 
we're laying the hammer down on, on Smiling Sam Albion. Are you? Is this real? Nah, nah. I'm taking oh, Alex thank God! Jack. Come on, we we all know. Oh, this I is assumed you weren't, but like I don't know, maybe. I was honestly hoping to goad you, and if you started barking for the Wolfpack, I I would have cashed out my parlay and and bet on no. uh, Sam Alvey with you. you know, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, come I on. I make like, stupid bets, I actually, but, but I don't make that stupid of a bet. <laughs> Sam Alvey hasn't won a fight so I w- in forever. Yeah, since World War II. Like it, it's right. it's been a while. And I actually like I am on the side that he's slightly overrated at how bad he is. Like he's he's <laughs> he is bad. I understand that, but like some of these fights are going to split decisions and they're pretty close and he could have come out the winner. Like he's not going in there and just getting smashed like first round knocked out every single time. He's bad. But like some people are like he's the worst fighter to ever step in the octagon. He's got some wins, like him, you know. Here I am. I mean, it's it's just easy to pick him apart because he's on the record. If not the worst losing, <laughs> is it the record of of the most fights in the UFC without a win? Oh no, I was either, just saying his record. Oh yeah, I mean, he either has the record for most consecutive fights without a win, or he might be like tied with BJ at the end of BJ Penn's career. But like, he eight totally fights, different eight fights since he has won BJ a fight. Penn, Entirely different. Eight fights since he has won. Twenty eighteen, a split decision over Jean Volante. Like, God, just, that's bad. It's you know, uh, it, yeah. I mean, Olexejcek. He's young. He's improving. He's a free flowing striker. He's got proven power. I think he takes care of business. I parlayed him up when he was minus four ninety uh, with Hill, and then I have one more to finish it off. I'm with you. I've got Olexejic as a parlay piece. Like I said, I've got I've got six parlay pieces on this card, uh, and might throw in a little PFL one as well. So I haven't figured out if I'm just going to do a moonshot so, single parlay or or a big one. Oh, I forgot you're going, huh? What do you think? Yeah. What What are you thinking for PFL? Oh uh, well, I'm probably going to take a shot on uh, Anthony Pettis at plus one hundred. Already locked it in. I was say I know. Oh, love that little wolf packy, little baby, little baby oh, uh, PFL oh. wolf pack. Oh, yeah, just I snagged it plus one hundred five. Shout out to Showtime. I was uh, I was there for the last one. Stevie Ray, you know, got a, a wild submission, but as a fight, he was Wester. not winning. Yeah, was he was not winning that fight until that happened. I think Pettis probably wasn't even that engaged in that fight because he already knew he was locked into the the playoffs. I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice again. Give me, give me Pettis and Underdog odds. And, Locked in uh, as a one seed. We, uh, yeah. I, I like that that theory because that was the same one that I have. Plus, I just want to cheer on Anthony Pettis in person. Uh, it's way more fun having both of them in studio on the MMA hour today. I'll get to meet yeah, them. We are, we are. It's very exciting. And uh, the parlay piece I would pick is uh, OAM Olivier Albin Marcier. Uh, he's taking on Ooh, beautiful Martinez. French there. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate it. You know, I've I've listened to Ariel a lot. I'm trying yeah. to uh, I'm trying to adopt some more of that in my life. I think you mean but, merci. Oh, true. Uh, but yeah, OAM's just been on a heater since uh, this this past year and just looking really good. So minus two forty. You want me to peel back the curtain for me? As I'll be attending PFL on Friday, I do have a parlay. It's Rob Wilkinson, OAM, that you already mentioned, and Marcelo Nunez. I parlayed them three. 
and uh, Anthony Pettis. Only threw a half unit on each just because PFL can get very tricky. But I'm going to the event in person. I'm not going to not bet on it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to. And, you know, maybe I'll pick up a couple of those legs. I'll just go real moonshot, 10-teamer. When has a 10-teamer ever lost? You tell me because I've, I mean... (laughs) Never. It's Never. guaranteed. It's it's almost as guaranteed as flyweight unders. Maybe not quite the same, but you know, neck and neck. If we can get a, like a like a ton of futures from uh, DraftKings, uh, you know, maybe one day we can put together a ten leg flyweight under parlay. Oh my uh, god! And when you parlay locks, you get a lot it's, of money. It's a, you get you get a big lock. Oh man! <laughs> I, that's the when that happens. The day that happens, the show ends. We retire on top. And we count our millions from a ten dollar bet. Could you imagine if you parlayed the flyweight unders last week? It it would have paid out nicely. It would have paid out nicely. And and it was never in doubt. It was guaranteed all day. So no, I mean the Pantoja one really was never in doubt. I mean that was just like dude. Alley pants came out. But that's that's last week. We still have stuff this week. I know. I know. We got to we got to get back. to Get too distracted. I've said it. The many men walk up. You you guarantee yourself a W W when you walk up to many men. All right. Let's get back to the card of the decade, UFC Apex 59. It is a lightweight bout. You want to have some fun? This fight is probably going to be pretty fun. It is Terrence McKinney going up against Eric the Ghost Pepper. Gonzalez uh, McKinney right now minus 850, probably going to close around minus 1,000. Gonzalez coming back at plus 600. Over-under set at 1.5, and and the under is minus 235. Over is set at plus 170. Um, so yeah, I just like we we mentioned Drew Dober and that chin earlier. I almost feel like this is a little uh, you know get back in the wind column, Terrence. Uh, you know we fed you to Drew Dober on short notice. You almost cracked the code of that granite beautiful chin of Dover's, but as many have tried before, many have failed. You failed as well. So let's Johnny get Bravo you back. Cannot be knocked out. That's what we all know. Johnny Bravo cannot I be mean, knocked out. That one shot from Alvey's would have put me into a coma. Like yeah. I'm talking like a real 10 day, like 20 day, what happened? Uh, we're in another pandemic. Uh, all my friends are dead. It's 2035 type coma. Um, and Drew Dober just ate it. Like, like he got slapped by like his son or something. You know, you just, it's, it is what it is. You cannot break that chin. Terrence McKinney found it out. I don't think he's going to have that issue against Eric Gonzalez. I got to say, I don't think so either. I mean, the jump that Eric Gonzalez is making from 40-year-old Jim Miller to, like, the firecracker that is Terrence McKinney is probably going to be pretty hard to adjust to. He got knocked out by Jim Miller. I just think McKinney's going to come in here, put that insane pace that he loves to put on his opponents, and, uh, yeah, probably get Eric Gonzalez out of there early. I mean, I'm on Terrence McKinney as a parlay piece, Juice to hell, but I parlayed it with the Oleg Sechek and uh, Jamal Hill pays out minus 118. And then in a prop parlay, I have the fight does not go the distance at minus 525, which honestly might be a better bet because Terrence McKinney is killer be killed in his whole career. He's only seen the third round once. Uh, I just I have a hard time seeing this one go to a decision. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think that that's a thing that's going to happen either. So, But I'm with you. I, I just have McKinney as a parlay piece just because – Everything you said. I think this, they're setting him up for a win. Price is very steep, but like, screw it. Why not? Who cares? He's, he's going to be part of my 10-leg yep. auto screw win. Screw it. Why not? Who cares? 
That's that's my. You know, I mean, when you're doing a ten leg parlay, <laughs> when you're doing a ten leg parlay too, like I'm minus eight fifty does make like a, a little bit of a difference. It, when you're starts, doing a, a, it, starts bumping it up when you're when you're that deep in the numbers, you know. Right when you're getting into ten legs, like it really because people, some people are like never parlay more than like a minus seven fifty. First of all. I'll do what I want with my parlays. Thank yeah. you very much. Second I'm of all, making what, a dumb bet. I'm going to make as dumb a bet as I can make. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I know you're a guru. You're the expert. But uh, I'll do what I want with my bets. Thank you very much. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. But yeah, 10 legs, it does start getting juiced up. Um, so yeah, Terrence McKinney, if he loses that one, ay caramba, uh, you know. The train that was looking so great when he had Drew Dober hurt in the first round has now come crashing down crashing. if he were to drop this one. Like, I think what, we're uh, safe. I think so, too. I think so, too. Knock on one, though, just in case. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Prelims. Welterweight bout. Takashi Soto. Brian Battle. Brian Battle minus 250. Soto coming back at plus 210 over under 2.5. Over minus 165 under plus 135. Um Takashi 10 Soto versus Brian Pooh Bear battle. 10 versus Pooh Bear. Uh, not as good as T-Rex versus Ghost Pepper, in my opinion. Not quite. I got you're, you're right. I'm with you on that one as well. I mean, Ghost Pepper is a tremendous name. Let's just say T-Rex is fine. Like, I get it. It's just I'm not that enthused, but Ghost Pepper is great. But, yeah, I'm with you here. Does anyone know why Takashi Soto's nickname is 10? Dude, I don't have any idea. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm going with Brian Battle here as my uh as my one of my final parlay pieces. Uh he's coming down to Walter Wade. He's gonna be much bigger in this fight, three inches high, four inches of uh reach. I think he's gonna be the better striker, maybe not the more powerful one, but I do think he'll be technically the better striker in this fight. Uh I also think he's gonna be able to get it to the ground. We just saw Gunnar Nelson take him down at will. I think Brian Battle will be able to use his size and be able to get Sato down as well. Uh, Battle also, he has a numerous amount of wins by submission, including that ninja choke on tough. Sato, three of his five losses are by submission. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people are pointing to that Gunnar Nelson fight and how he avoided getting subbed by Gunnar Nelson. But to that point, it seemed like his entire game plan was to avoid getting subbed by Gunnar Nelson because in route to avoiding the submission, uh, he got 30-26 across the board. It was not even remotely uh, close to a competitive fight. So, Only just to not talk about that fight, I'm still mad about Sato's just wholesale decision to lose but not be finished and take a moral victory and ruin my I sub had, prop bet. Yeah, I had Gunnar Nelson sub uh, individual and in a parlay, and that is the only bet I missed on that UFC loaning card. would have been uh, my first perfect card ever. So... Uh, yeah, let's just fade Sato again because it's kind of like the Cachoeira thing, man. Like, you're just ruining our day over here. So let's just take our demons out on UFC Apex 59. I'm with you. I, I also have Battle as as one of my wow. mini parlay legs. Wow, let's go. For all the same reasons. He's bigger. He works at a way higher pace. Like, Battle, battle is going to push the action here. And, you know, maybe Sato survives, maybe he doesn't. But I'll take him as a parlay. I'll take Battle as a parlay leg. Let's go. Let's go. Brian Battle it is. We are both on the same page there. Uh, let's break down a couple more fights here. Let's keep it rolling. It is 
A, welterweight bout. It is Jason Whip going up against Josh Quinlan. Um, right now, you can get Quinlan at minus 215. Wick coming back at plus 185. Over under set at one and a half. Over minus 165. Under plus 127. Uh, I don't know if you have a play on this. Mine is a parlay piece if the fight does not go to a decision. Really, just the thinking here. The props weren't out yet, so I just took the fight doesn't go to a decision. How does Wit lose? By getting knocked out. Cannot trust that chin. How does Quinlan win? Steroids, juiced up. Mega Chad, he wins by knockout. Almost every one of his wins is by knockout. Uh, I think it is probably the same fate here. Um, I just don't see Witt being able to wrestle him for 15 minutes uh, and get the job done. I'm going to take your word for it. I have no action on this. I didn't. I just don't care enough to. I already had plenty of bets, and this this fight card is not enough for me to want to dive into this one. So, I love it. Listen I to Connor. It. He's a genius. Well, we, listen, we have one fight to go. Uh, that we have action on, and we've got five minutes. Can we get the sub-hour episode for UFC Apex 59? Let's find out. It is the last fight we're going to talk about. It is a women's strawweight bout. Corey McKenna going up against Miranda Granger right now. You can get McKenna at minus 225. Granger coming back at plus 190 over under set at two and a half over minus 300 under plus 225. Tell me what you got here. So... Remember at the beginning of the episode when I said I have one objectively stupid bet? Oh, wow. Let's hear it, please. It's this one, baby, because yes. Yes. I'm not going to hit you with the big breakdown. I'm just going to give you I don't one, want the big breakdown. I'm going to give you two, two stats. First stat is 68. That is Miranda Granger's uh, yeah, reach. Yeah. <laughs> the second stat is 58. That is Corey Ooh. McKenna's reach. That is a wow. 10 inch reach advantage granger also has four <laughs> inches of height i know mckenna is looks like she could be a good prospect you know she's very young she's 22 23 something like that miranda granger not a great fighter i'm not here to say she's a great fighter but i i tried to find out what the odds are that the stats are i cannot imagine that the stats that historically the stats are very good for someone who is a at a 10-inch reach disadvantage to win professional fights. Uh, dude, I can't even lie to you. I didn't think that that was possible to be at a 10-inch reach advantage in women's strawweight. Not at heavyweight. Like, the only division I could even see it is heavyweight because you get, like, Jeff Monson versus, you know, Tim Sylvia or whatever. You get some of those yeah. fights. But, like, McKenna, small for the division anyway. Obviously can grapple a bit, can fight a bit. Granger, not very good. But Granger at plus 190 with 10 inches of reach and 4 inches of height. This is a stupid bet, but I just said, screw it. Prove me wrong. Like, come out here and prove me wrong, Corey McKenna. And I will say, okay, but I'm going to take the shot. So, based on nothing beyond the physical disparity of this bout, that's why I have a plus 190 bet on Miranda Granger. Dude, I I mean, I don't hate it. I actually think it's... Kind of hilarious. Um, I mean, McKenna is young, dude. She's, what, 23? Like, she is unbelievably young. I I mean, I would assume she's going to have to lean on the takedowns here to get it done uh, because I I can't imagine she wants to strike with someone that much bigger than her. But, uh, yeah, I like that. Ten inches of reach in a strawway fight. That is unbelievable. It's an unreal number. So, you know. I'm glad you didn't give me the long breakdown because that is uh, all I needed to know. Um, so yeah, shout out to Miranda Granger in the 10 inch reach advantage of women's straw weight. Okay. My bets for this card, keeping it light, trying to keep it tight, hopefully get out 
in the green. I've got singles, Ariane Lipsky, minus 155. Spivak, Sakai, fight does not go to a decision at minus 155. Parlayed up Jamal Hill, Michael Oleksiejczyk, Terrence McKinney, that pays out at minus 118. Parlayed up Ryan Battle and Sergey Spivak, that pays at plus 113. And I parlayed McKinney Gonzalez, does not go the distance, as well as Quinlan Witt, does not go the distance, that pays out at minus 160. Boom, I've got a little more action than you down. My straight bets, I've got a long you know, flyer on Jamal Hill by first-round KO at plus 350, taking Jeff Neal as the underdog at plus 160. Uh, I will be betting Brogan Walker by decision whenever that line does drop. It's not out now, obviously, uh, though she is a straight underdog at plus 100, which if that line never drops, plus 100, I'll still take the shot on Brogan Walker. Miranda Granger, plus 190. We just broke it down. And then buckle up, kids. Buckle up, kiddos, because I've got... A six-team parlay. It might end up becoming a seven-team because I may add OAM. As, but as it stands, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to do it. I'm about to lock it in a seven-team parlay. Jamal Hill, Zach Payuga, Sergey Spivak, Mikhail Oleksijic, Terrence McKinney, Brian Battle, and my guy from the PFL, Alexander or Olivier Aubin-Marcier. That seven-teamer pays out at plus 591 punching that ticket in right now and then you know we've got a little bit just a little baby wolf pack on on mr anthony pretty tony showtime pettis over at the pfl plus one hundo those are the bets we've that's it we did it sub sub one hour baby let's go sub one hour and i have to say like there's gonna probably be like a nice 90 seconds cut out of this as well so like we got Mm -hmm. some time i mean like we we made it we made it pretty clean um, I will be at the Hulu Theater. I've seen a few of these PFL fighters being like fighting at MSG this weekend. Technically, you are fighting at Madison Square Garden, but you're fighting at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. You know, I'm kind of being a, a dick for bringing it let, up. But, let them uh, let them have their moment, my guy. Regardless, yes, have their moment. I will see you guys at the Hulu Theater on Friday next week. UFC San Diego. Cannot wait for that one. Marlon Vera, Dominic Cruz. Uh, yeah, you stay classy, San Diego. Can't wait to say that 50 just, times next week. Oh, I mean, we've got to. But just so we're clear, next week, Odie Osborne, Tyson Nam, Flyweight under, baby. Just go ahead and lock Ooh. it in. If the if the odds are out for you with your bookie, go ahead and lock it in. There's a flyweight. Take that under. If we're actually being totally like 100% serious right now, I'm not, we're obviously never going to take every single flyweight under, but an Ode Osborne flyweight fight, I will take the under in that. Taking the under, baby. Let's go. I will guarantee you I'm taking the under in that fight. Uh, That's that. That's UFC Apex 59, card of the decade. Next week, UFC San Diego. I feel like we're actually getting kind of close to the hour mark, so let's get out of here. See you next week. Love you guys. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. 
and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.